You are listening to a sermon by Tanner Sherlock. Visit chialphashatternstate.com for more info. You might be sitting here wondering, why Chi Alpha? Well, Chi Alpha is a place where we can come together and grow in our walk in Christ, and a place for fellow believers to come together to fellowship and worship. I guess that's simple enough, but we do things from tailgates to the home football games to retreats to major conferences. We have a major conference coming up in January called SALT. You'll hear me talk a lot about that. We believe in a spirit-filled walk with Christ, and we believe Bible. the Bible is inspired Word of God. We believe that Jesus was fully God and fully man and really did die for our sins and really did rise again. We believe that God is not done with us yet. And we seek out a relationship with God, not just a get out of jail free card, but an intimate relationship with the Lord and Savior. We will do everything we can to help guide you to a spirit-filled, intimate relationship. So why Chi Alpha? Simply, I want you to choose Chi Alpha if God leads you to come here. I believe that all of you guys are here for a reason. I believe God has more in store for all of our lives. I will never demand that you trust my word. And I will constantly challenge you to look up scripture for yourself. As in, I will always encourage you to take what I say and put it against scripture. That scripture is the ultimate authority. Not just what I say. My staff and I will do everything we can in order to help you out with your walk with Christ. We love you and we really do want the best for you. Sometimes the best is telling you something that you actually don't want to hear or challenge you to give up a certain stronghold in your life. Sometimes the best is getting back to just simply the basics of our walk with the Lord. We are glad you're here. And I hope to get to know every single one of you quite a bit well or quite a bit over the next four to six years for you super duper seniors. Like I said before, my name is Tanner. I guess a little bit about me, I graduated from Shattern State College years ago with a degree in interdisciplinary studies with an emphasis in psychology and education. I gave my life to Christ through this very Chi Alpha that you are in right now. After graduation, I went back to school and got my pastoral credentials. Upon completing that, I was then on staff here at Shattern State College and my wife and I were getting ready to um, go out and, and do Chi Alpha somewhere else. But about that time, the Chi Alpha directors here at Shattern decided that they were being called to another part of the country. And so my wife and I took over here in Shadron. I will tell you that I will make mistakes. I do have a dark and troublesome past that I'm not proud of. However, I am proud of the God who brought me through it. He helped me overcome alcoholism, depression, bipolar disorder, personality disorder. You'll hear me talk about my struggles, but you will hear me talk more about how Christ helped me overcome those struggles. That Christ is the reason for why I'm up here today. I truly do believe that if it weren't for Jesus in my life and what he has brought me through, I really do not believe and I sincerely do not believe that I would even be alive today if it wasn't for him. I believe God is a God of healing and restoration. I believe God is a loving God. And I believe that he wants us to rise above the junk that we're struggling with even at this very moment. I love the Lord more than my own wife, and my wife would tell you that she loves the Lord even more than me, and I wouldn't have it any other way. So, today, 
if you would like to follow along with me, we're going to get into the sermon. And I'm going to be talking about uh, Exodus 33. So if you want to turn in your Bibles or your Bible apps to Exodus 33, we'll begin in verse 12. So I know there's a, a lot of people in Scripture that are close to God or, or have a relationship with God. However, there's only a handful that I would say really just were intimately, intimately close with, with God. And I would say Moses would be fairly high on that list. So if you want to read with me, I'm in verse 12. Moses said to the Lord, you have been telling me, lead these people, but you have not let me know whom you will send with me. You have said, I know you by name and you have found favor with me. If you are pleased with me, teach me your ways so that I may know you and continue to find favor with you. Remember that this nation is your people. The Lord replied, my presence will go with you and I will give you rest. Then Moses said to him, if your presence does not go with us, do not send us up from here. How will anyone know that you are pleased with me and with your people unless you go with us? What else will distinguish me and your people from all the other people on the face of this earth? And the Lord said to Moses, I will do the very thing you have asked because I am pleased with you and I know you by name. Verse 18. Then Moses said, now show me your glory. Moses was a man who gave up a lot for God. I mean, he was willing to listen to God no matter the cost in mind. I mean, he had, he had palace and had everything that you and I could even dream of at that point in time. And yet he still called out into the wilderness and called to, to hard times leading the people out of Egypt. The statement, if your presence does not go with us, do not send us up from here, sounds great. But can, can you really fathom the implications of what that's saying? Moses is saying, God, even if it is your will to deliver us into the promised land, I don't want to go unless you are going. I don't care about the promised land. I care about being with you. I care about your presence. The word used for presence in verse 15 is panim, which is defined by Brown Dryer Briggs as meaning face to face. Moses is practically saying, if I can't be face to face with you, I don't want to go. Okay, I'm standing here and all of you are in my presence, correct? However, if I were to get right up close to Jessica here and I start talking to her, wouldn't you say you were face to face with me? Sorry if my breath stinks, but I am face to face with Jessica. And if you look in the back, you can see Rob sitting there. And I can see Rob, and Rob is in my presence. However, Rob is not face to face with me at this moment. Who would you say his their presence is more intimate right now? Jessica's presence is more intimate right now than Rob's. Pawnee. The face-to-face -face presence of God. We should strive for that presence of God. We should strive for Panim every single day. Even more than we strive for God, God's will in our lives. We should strive for His face-to-face -face presence. 
How many of you guys know that if you sit at the front of class, you're going to learn more than if you sit at the back? If you sit at the front, the teacher's going to notice you. He's going to get to know your name. He's going to get to see you every single day. And if you skip, he's going to know when you're gone. When I went to school at Colorado State before prior to transferring to Shadron, I had a couple classes in the main lecture rooms. And these classrooms could fit thousands of students in there. And on test days, there actually were thousands of students in there. However, when I would go to class, I would sit clear in the back. Even though there were seats in front of me, I would just sit as far back as I possibly could. And I would just sit and visit with other people that are in the class. This class is so big that when you turn your papers in or turn your tests in, you had to turn it in with your ID because they didn't know me by Tanner Sherlock. They simply knew me by my ID number. So I would sit in the back and visit with my friends. And there was one of them, one of us that uh, would come with video games. And I was like, dude, why? Why even show up to class if all you're going to do is play video games? When I got here to Shadron, I realized that the biggest class I would ever have to take was like 60 students. And the teachers took roll call. And the teachers actually knew you by name. And some of them who are still on staff here still know me by name. I was like, kind of mad because... I was forced to sit face to face. I was forced to be intimate with my teachers. But I will tell you, my GPA went from under a 2.0 to over a 3.0 very easy here at Shattering. You can say, oh yeah, the courses are easier here. Now, I was taking entry-level courses at CSU, and I had a 1.8 GPA. Come on. It's because my teachers knew me here. They got to know me. They were face to face with me, although forced. I was face-to-face -face with them. I know that's kind of a rough way to put it, but I also just imagine that God's presence is a giant pool. And at one end, clear over at that wall, you've got a centimeter deep. And as it goes over to this wall, it eventually gets to the point where it's 10 yards deep. You know those pools that they start shallow and they're just a curved bottom, slowly getting deeper and deeper. Well, some people, like my wife, start at the shallow end. And they start walking into the, the water. And then eventually they get deeper and deeper, taking one foot, slowly progressing their amount of time that they spend with God, slowly progressing the amount of God in their life, slowly progressing the amount of control God has in their life, and slowly progressing God's presence in their life. And some people, their relationship with Christ is like more like mine, where I put my pinky toe in. I was like, ooh, this is awesome. And I decided it would take too long to walk in, so I ran around the edge and looked up at the, the lifeguard and screamed, Cannonball! And just dive in into the presence of God. And I'm not saying one way or the other is better, but I'm saying that the end goal needs to be the deep end. We should never settle for just sitting at the shallow end. We should never be content with how much we are in God's presence. We should always be seeking after the edge where we no longer can touch the bottom of the pool and we are completely submerged in God's presence. We need to seek after that every single day. And now that my wife knows God intimately, every single day when she seeks out the presence of God, she doesn't mess around with taking a few steps. She dives in every single day now. We've got to be seeking that full submersion of God's presence in our lives. Verse 14 says, 
God says to Moses, my presence will go with you and I will give you rest. So tonight, if I'm saying anything, it's that I want to encourage you throughout your semester, throughout this week, to instead of trying to figure out what God's will is for your life, just be in the presence of God. Put all the junk from this summer aside. Put all the junk from earlier today aside. Put everything aside and seek that presence of God. The will of God becomes clear when we are fully submerged in his will or submerged in his presence. I know you guys are, some of you guys are freshmen here and you might be struggling with what major you want, what, what degree you think you should get. But I want to encourage you instead of even worrying about that, worry about being in the presence of God. If there's anything to worry, to worry about, it's worrying about how much time you're spending with God. Because as you become submerged in his presence, the other stuff becomes easy compared to if we're trying to do it on our own. Now, I'm not saying that life will be easy with God. But I am saying that his presence is a much better choice than going it alone. I consider myself lucky enough to serve a God who is Lord over my life, who is willing to meet me face to face, who sent his own son to die on the cross so that I could be panim with God, that I could be face to face with God. We are lucky enough to serve a God who sent the Holy Spirit so that being face to face with God is easier than it was before. It can be easier for you and me to be panim with God than even Moses himself. When Jesus left, he said, I'm going to leave in my absence one that is greater than me. And he was talking about the Holy Spirit. God wants to be close to us. He desires it. Why would God send Jesus to die on the cross if he didn't desire more with the relationship with his people? So all across this place, we're going to take a minute and we're going to throw off all the garbage of summer. We're going to throw off all the business of school starting, the stress of your school year. We're going to take a couple minutes and we're going to ask God if we can be pawning with him tonight and this semester. So I'm going to ask you to put your phones away, put your Bibles away, tell your friend to stop distracting you for just a couple minutes and pray and ask God to meet you face to face. That his face-to-face -face presence, that Panim presence, could be with you here tonight. Let us pray. Lord, I ask you for your presence. I ask that we can sit here in your Panim presence. That we could be face-to-face -face with you right now, Lord. I beg for your presence. That just knowing about you isn't enough for us, Lord. That, that your will isn't even enough for us. I ask you to ignite that fire in us that is only satisfied with your presence. Your intimate presence. But I pray your presence would come right now and we would be face to face with you. Lord, we love you and we thank you and it is in your name we pray.
Amen.